It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage with your host, me, Ray, and, well, my handsome son over there, Zach. How are you today, Zach? I am doing great, Pops. I have, under my armpit, your old mini of Baltimore County sales card holder, so we are well, putting, our, putting stuff in... Putting stuff into the new office, Dad. A lot of your things I have found, but we'll have that conversation offline. Dad, here's the deal. Yes. Here's the deal. Ford, GM, and Stellantis, they want the strike to happen tonight, Dad. They want the strike to happen. We're going to talk about that. Who Who told you that? I've got a sense. I've got a sneaking suspicion that they want the strike to happen. We're going to talk about that. Then, of course, stick around for your favorite segment of the show. I'm sure we're going to have some good, really, you've got to be kidding me, later on as well. Dad, let's talk a little bit about this. We have gone through a period of time where there has been an undersupply of new cars. And now we are in a time where there is an oversupply of new cars. The oversupply of new cars are only impacting the domestic brands, GM, Ford, and Stellantis. Yes. Dad, those automakers don't necessarily want to keep pumping out vehicles because it's actually putting pricing pressure, downward pricing pressure on their inventory. This UAW strike is serendipitous in many ways. It means that inventory is not going to be produced. Yeah, dad, they've already they've already shut down multiple plants because of undisclosed or unclear part shortages. So I have this hypothesis, dad, that they're yeah. actually excited about the fact that tonight at 11.59 p.m., there will be a UAW walkout, a UAW strike. At, at some facilities, not all, but some. Um, well, I, I get what you're saying, but do you think that perhaps the massive day supply of inventory for the big three, for GM and Stellantis, uh, is something that was planned uh, for if and when there was a strike? Um, because they've proven over the last few months they can build the cars if they want to, okay? Um, and so they could have their inventory levels uh, skyrocket, in a sense, compared to what they had been. And that all could have just been in anticipation of a work stoppage where they wouldn't be able to build cars for a little bit of time. So um, do they want it? Or, or you know, are they, are they, are they gung-ho to have a strike? Um, I don't think they're gung-ho to have a strike. I think they understand that there's probably going to be a strike because it's going to take a little bit of time to bridge the gap between what the UAW asked for and what the big three are offering. I mean, don't forget, you know, the main takeaway was that UAW wanted a 46% pay raise over the life of the contract over five years. Um, so far, Stellantis is at 17.5%, GM is at 18%, and Ford's at a 20% increase. Um, the UAW has since lowered their proposed wage increase to the mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, I, I, I've never negotiated anything major in my life other than a couple thousand, few thousand, a hundred, God knows how many thousands of car deals. But I'm I'm pretty sure there's a midpoint, you know, what I used to call nirvana, where I could be happy, the customer could be happy. Well, there's there's a midpoint. There's a nirvana somewhere 
between the mid-30s that the UAW has lowered their demands to and the 175 to 20% that the big three have, have offered. You know, now, is, is that Nirvana somewhere in the mid-20s, the uh, upper 20s as far as uh, who knows? But, it, I mean, they'll find it. They're, the only strike that I can think of that nobody ever seems to suspect that there's going to be an end to would be the uh, writer strike and the Screen Actors Guild strike. <laughs> um, and, and, and that might be because they realize there's enough pre-recorded television shows and movies <laughs> over our history that we can watch them dozens of times. But let's not go too far down that path, Pops. I want to, if it's okay with you, I want to put in perspective yes. this strike, this potential strike, it's going to happen in, in, in what state, Dad? Where is it going to going to happen? Well, we don't know because, you know, these, these manufacturers have facilities uh, all across the Midwest. So I'll ask the question. You're, 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 but I, I, I suppose what you're trying to get me to say is, Michigan. D yeah, Detroit. That's where the big three, Dearborn, Detroit. Dad, right now, yes. if I'm not mistaken, is the Detroit Auto Show. So we have the biggest spectacle of the power of automakers and especially the domestic automakers in the United States. And at the same time, you're 100% right. There's manufacturing plants all throughout the United States. Yes. That being said, the UAW, where's the negotiating happening? It's happening in Michigan. And at the same exact time, Dad, let's just do a quick science experiment. You know I absolutely love doing these things. Let's do a quick science experiment. I'm yes. going to caredge.com. <laughs> let's look at Ram 1500 inventory in Detroit, Dad. Here, I'm in Redford, Michigan. The day's supply of the new 2024s? Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> that, that cannot be. Okay, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, that's a 10-year supply, so stop it. Okay, I don't want to say that there's there's something wrong with the math that we're coming up with. No, that's because, that's because the 2024s just must be coming online. Let's look at a, let's look at, let's look at a 2023. Oh my gosh. All right, let's look at a 2025. Okay, all right, all right. There you go. Maybe, okay. maybe, Pops, maybe there isn't the oversupply happening in that area. I think there still is. Let's look at one more. Let's do a Ford really quick. An F-150, if we can find. Here we go, an F-150. Let's see, what's the day's supply? In the seven, only 75? Okay, yeah. but there's 4,000 of them okay. on the market right now. So and this if, is they happening. Don't, if they don't build another one, it'll take them 75 days to sell them all. All right, so maybe the inventory situation in that area, boots on the ground, what they're saying maybe it isn't as bad as I was thinking. It, I mean, obviously for those 2024 yeah, but, Ram 1500s, but... You know, but the difference is, is, is that if you were to ask a UAW uh, worker, they would say, well, we couldn't have, based on our wages, we couldn't afford to buy one of those trucks. That's, the, as far as the UAW is concerned, that's the real issue. They no longer feel like their employees, their, their, those union members, based on what they earn building those vehicles, now find themselves shut out of being able to buy one, that their wages aren't high enough to support buying one. That's the real issue. Okay. And, and, and it's like something that we, we talk about every day and, and, you know, the affordability crisis. And I saw one one comment from yesterday. She says, you know, somebody said, well, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be told 
what is affordable and what isn't affordable. Well, okay, maybe for you, there maybe for that one person, there is no such thing as an affordability crisis. But for the vast majority of Americans, there is. Okay, um, and and to to not want to recognize that is just foolishness. So it exists. It exists for a vast majority of the American population. And UAW workers will tell you that it absolutely exists for them. They can go and they can build these vehicles and then they cannot take advantage of being able to buy one because their wages won't support that. That's the issue. Yeah. Now you make a really, really strong point. You're producing these things that then if you even wanted to go out and buy at the employee pricing. You still couldn't afford it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I shouldn't base what's affordable based on what's affordable to me, but truth of the matter is. We looked at the I, data yesterday, Dad. Well, I was going to say, truth of the matter is that based on my income and my expenses, I should be able to afford a lot more than the average person because I don't have a lot in the way of expenses. You know, I live in a condo that's paid for. Okay. My my monthly HOA fee is $562. Okay. My my electricity is less than $100 a month. I don't have a lot of expense. And and you know, I look at at, at 50, 60,000 dollar vehicles and what that extrapolates out to in a monthly payment. And I go, I couldn't do that. And and I'm not saddled with a lot of expense. So how do how do people that have normal expense yeah. uh, that that their their house or housing isn't free in in the sense that they don't really have a monthly? I mean, if you want, I got I have a five hundred six a five hundred seventy six hundred seventy five dollar housing expense with with electricity and and HOA fees. There's not a lot of people that are only paying 500. I know you're paying a lot more than $575 a month. Definitely. Most people are. And so I make a fairly decent living between what you pay me, which is not enough, uh, and and Social Security. Um, and and I have limited expense. And I look and I go, that stuff, I, that, all this stuff's too expensive. There were some comments in the chat, Dad, talking about what if the automakers actually produced vehicles that were affordable. Again, we had from Ford, they have the redesigned, redeveloped 2024 F-150. The pricing, Dad, is here on the screen. So you have prices for Ford F-150s ranging from $38,565 to $111,550. Okay. <laughs> what I want to... Yeah, and, and and the real question would be is how many of those thirty eight thousand five hundred and sixty five dollar trucks are they producing in comparison to say the Platinum or the King Ranch or even the the Lariat? So let's do that quickly here, Dad. I'm going to go and this is live. This, so this is in, another one of your live science experiments. Yeah. So the zip code that we're in is outside of uh, outside of Detroit. There's four thousand six hundred and forty. Ford F-150s, new ones for sale within 50 miles of there. Let's go down here to trim. And we're talking about the XL. Yeah. So 10% are XLs. Okay. And how many of them are 38,000? 
not well, this is this is obviously the 2023 model year so maybe yeah. there are some that you know let's see let's do price no, my, my point is that even even if their base model is well there are 12 grand. under 40 grand dead okay there you go a whole 12 that's that that's a pretty low percentage it's a super low percentage. And again, yeah. the pricing that was just revealed is, you know, you're going to have... And look at the price jump from XL to SXT, STX, excuse me. Yeah. That's non-trivial. $7,000. Yeah, that's $7,200 difference. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. yes, as, as, as Joseph Zott said, he said, right, you, you can afford it. You're just not dumb enough to do it. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, truth be told, he's right. Okay, I I could if I wanted to. I could afford it. I just I'm not dumb enough to do it, and 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 I'm not foolish enough to try and justify doing. Susanna says, "Do Florida?" Hey, Susanna, I owe you an email response. I promise I will get that to you. Let's come here. Let's do it for Florida real quick because that's another major market. Let's do a quick peek. So again, that's the pricing for 2024s. Okay. Let's come over here. Let's come up with a Florida. Why don't we do Miami? I like Miami. 33101 is going to be the zip code we want. So we're going to go 33101. There are 30. 30 XLs under $40,000 in Miami. Let's get rid of the price constraint. And let's get rid of the XL. That's that. That's pretty good. 30 out of 900? That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 is uh, that is what point uh, three tenths of a percent. No, thirty out of nine hundred. That's uh, that's. Oh man, you and I embarrassed ourselves on states the other day. Now we're embarrassing ourselves here. It's a little. It's like four percent. That it's almost. 4%. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Because thirty out of a hundred would be thirty percent. Thirty out of a thousand would be three percent. Thirty out of nine hundred is like four percent. Okay, maybe I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what I am curious about though here is something like this lariat. That's a hundred and six thousand dollars. Yeah. See, this is where the oversupply is happening. One hundred and forty-three thousand dollars. They must have upfit this. Thing. No, one hundred and forty-three day supply. Not oh, excuse me. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, they must have upfit it with a bunch of accessories and things like that. Justice uh, did the math. It's three point three three percent. So, Pops, let's talk about it. There's going to be a strike. It'll happen tonight. There's yes. a lot of talk about it being a strategic strike, so only walkouts at certain plants. Um, what do you think happens here? You know, Do we ultimately see a deal struck a day later, a week later, a month later? We've talked in the past. The hypothesis you've said is it's not going to last long. There'll be a strike. It won't last long. My, my, my hypothesis has been and will continue to be until I'm proven wrong. And and if I am proven wrong, it wouldn't be the first time I've ever been proven wrong. Um, but my guess is is no more than ten days to two weeks. Um, you know, it, it. Believe me, the the manufacturers and the workers all can agree on one thing: that a strike isn't good for anybody. Okay, it's just not. Um, so. I, I think there will be a lot of pressure to resolve it as quickly as possible. Um, and so that's why I don't think it'll last more than a week, uh, 10 days to two weeks. Um, but, you know, only time will tell. Uh, I, I'm trying to apply logic. And sometimes, um, you know, you could just throw logic out the window. But I have to believe that 
that both sides, whether it be uh, the UAW or whether it be the manufacturers, they're all going to talk tough right up to 11.59 p.m. tonight. Okay? Really? And they'll, and they'll talk tough for a few days, and then they'll go, this ain't good. This isn't good for us. This isn't good for you. You know, let's figure out how to get your get get your union members back to work. Let's figure out how we can get these factories cranked up to 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 sh- to build vehicles and ship them out. And and so uh, everybody will start to soften the rhetoric and soften their demands. And you know, I, I I've mentioned it to you before in every negotiation. There are things that you initially ask for that you never expect to get. They're they are merely there so you can say, okay, we'll take this off the board. That's the only reason they're there, so it can look like you're giving something up. Yep. You know, and what you're giving up is something you never thought you were going to get. Um, and that goes for the manufacturers as well as it goes for the union. So they're, they're, both sides have crap built into their negotiating postures that they're readily willing and able to give up because they never expect to get it anyway. Um, And and so I think, you know, we'll see that happen. Do you think, Dad, uh, I I think I know the answer to this question. We just looked at the Ford pricing for next year. Yes. Do you think that already factors in whatever the resolution is with the UAW? It must, right? Like they they didn't they didn't set that pricing thinking, oh, you know, our costs are going to stay the same. So Ford prices, GM prices, Delantis prices, we should expect that they continue to go up because yes. they already know that their labor costs are going to increase. Well, of course they do. They 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 knew that this was the year for contract renegotiations. Um so yeah, they I mean they they plan it in and they know, you know, what the escalators are for every year. You know, and now I I was watching part of uh, part of uh, Sean Fain's talk from yesterday and you know, they they claim that that labor costs for the big 3 uh, out of the total of every of all the expenses is is about 4 to 5%. And and so his theory is well, you know, so even if we, even if they doubled what they paid us, you know, they'd still be making huge profits without having to impact their pricing. Well, that, that's a great thing to say, except if you double the labor cost and you haven't raised your pricing, well, that, you know, that's a fifty percent increase in the cost of labor. Uh, it's it's not a four or five percent increase. It's it's a fifty percent increase. So yeah, they're going. Yeah, are, are they willing to cut their profit fifty percent? I don't think so. You know, let, let's, let's, yeah, let's let's be realistic. Whatever increase there is, ultimately it gets passed on to the consumer. It's a cost of manufacturing, and the cost of manufacturing is is built into the pricing of every vehicle that these manufacturers produce. They know what it is. Is is Ford? I'm I'm confused. So one, I'm going to pull it up on the screen. Maybe someone in the chat can help me out here. Yeah. Again, this is pricing for F-150s in 2024. XL yeah. starting at $38,565. And, 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 and am I correct in, in assuming that that's plus freight? Maybe that's what it is because I'm on cars.com and here's the 2023 MSRPs. Yeah. XL is $39,195. 
Yeah, well. Yeah, no, the 38,000, I'm reading it here, Dad. The 30, sorry for everyone. The 38,565 includes the $1,995 destination charge. What? $2,000 in a destination charge these days? Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, we talk about dealer dock fees that are out of hand, that are profit centers. But $1,995 destination charge, oh, my goodness gracious. How much profit is built into that number? You know, if if many can do it for, I don't know, $9.95 or $11.95, and I know you're going to tell me, well, you can fit a lot more minis on a trailer than you can in them trucks. Yeah, sure. But still, it, it's it's not double. What about what about the fact that this, I think, is absolutely hilarious? Destination fees, delivery fees, $2,000. At the same exact time, you have headlines like this. GM workaround for shipping snag. Dealer picks up from factory. <laughs> yeah. so, so manufacturers are struggling so much to actually even ship their vehicles to dealers that they're now paying and incentivizing dealers to come do manufacturer pickups at the same time as you're just saying $2,000 for the destination. But I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying yeah, to figure out that. How, how much of a how much do they save the dealer when the dealer comes and picks up their they own? They pay car? the dealer a thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they still make a thousand dollars on the on the delivery fee. Yeah, delivery and they haven't delivery. spent a dime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm trying to wrap That's my head around this. I don't think Ford lowered the entry level MSRP for their 2024 F-150. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm off. I if, again, if someone could fact check me, because what's also confusing here is at the top. Let me pull this back up on the screen. At the top of cars.com, it says starting at $34,585. Really? Did Ford, I don't think Ford had a lower trim level for 2023. Again, someone smarter than me. Please help me out here. Maybe it was uh, just an X. <laughs> no L. <laughs> yeah. Or it was an L with no X. An L with no know. X. Yeah. I have no could, idea. Could be one of the two. But either way, no matter how you slice it, I think we're both in alignment the domestic automakers, they're not too disappointed to see what's happening, and this will not last long. That still stands. That is the car edge the Zach and Ray chefs could take. This will not last long. Yes. And and as I said before, um, you know, uh, can I is the possibility there that I'll I'll be proven wrong? Absolutely. I've been proven wrong many, many times in my life. And when I am wrong, i I'm not afraid to say, hey, I was wrong. I I was I Ray Shevska, I was wrong. Um and and oftentimes when I'm wrong is because I try to apply logic to some of these things. And and logically speaking, you just know that that there is no true benefit to either side if there is a prolonged work stoppage. There just isn't. Let's switch gears, Pops. We had okay. from Anya, what will stop once the strike starts? Vehicle production, that is, that is one of the big ones. And there will actually be some downstream effects too. We've had um, Canadian... Uh, un unions also say that they're going to go on strike. Auto transport is going to have all sorts of issues. So a lot of things will stop once there's a strike. And earlier in the show, Dad, from Eric Strunk, we had a thoughtful super sticker. That looks good. Thank you, Eric. That looks good, Dad. Yeah. Why don't we switch gears and let's have a little bit of fun. Could you hit me with it? Uh, really? You've got to be kidding me. 
All right, this always surprises me, Dad. The oh. amount of technology that we put in cars, I find it to be fascinating. This one really took my breath away. Google okay. announces new in-car app integrations, including Zoom and Prime Video. Google is expanding its app offerings across its open source infotainment platform and across cars with Google's applications built in. How do you feel, Dad? about your car having built-in video conferencing and video streaming services. How do I feel about that? Yeah, how do you feel about um, it? Well, you know, if I'm in the backseat and my chauffeur is driving the car and he can't watch any of this stuff, but I can, I guess I'd be okay with that because I don't want to miss Thursday night football for any reason at all. Um, and, and, you never know when Zach's going to say, hey, hey, dad, can, can you get on a Zoom call with me right now? And I don't want to have to turn them down. Um, what do I think about that? I, I think it's some of the most nonsensical things I've ever heard of. And I'll go back to, I guess it was in the 80s when all of a sudden everybody, everybody, not just doctors anymore, but everybody had to have a pager, a digital pager. You know, before everybody had to have one, the only people that needed to have one were doctors and drug dealers. OK, uh, other than that, nobody needed to have a digital pager. Okay. And, then, and then suddenly it became, oh, oh, I, oh I, I'm important enough to have a digital pager. Get me a digital pager. And it's like when you're driving to work, somebody buzzes you and pages you. Oh, you're important. We need you right Okay, and then it became cell phones, and 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 because you know, God knows, God knows, who might you miss talking to while you're driving to work that could be so very important that you wouldn't have been able to talk to, I don't know, five years before, and somehow the world still worked. Okay, it just did, and 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 so all this nonsense keeps progressing. And so suddenly, Google thinks, well, it would be important for you while you're in your car to be able to access Zoom so that, well, you know, it's such an important meeting, you can't miss it, uh, or you need to be able to access Prime Video. That's, that's pure nonsense, okay? The world worked before we even had radio and TV. Okay, how did how did people get by? You know what what did kids do? Okay, when they didn't have screens, you know yeah, what did the, they the do? The big Dad? screen for kids at a, at a certain point in time was the screen door that let them in and out of their house so they could go play. Okay, as opposed to sitting around staring. I mean, how old were you when we got you your first cell phone? Probably like four. 12 or 14, somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. And, and today, it, it, you know, it, it, you know, because it, everything happens ex exponentially faster, they probably start getting kids' cell phones when they're seven or eight years old, seven or eight years old, so they can entertain themselves. And when I was a kid, we entertained ourselves by being outside and playing, okay? So you don't need Zoom in your car, and you don't need Prime Video in your car. It's just, it's just, damn, there's more to life than, than, than all this crap. And what and, about, and, 
Go ahead. What about though, Jet? Dad, just quickly. What about WebEx? Are you maybe more of a WebEx guy because they're also building in WebEx and the Weather Channel and uh, Vivaldi web browser? Like, how do you feel about those? Oh my, yeah, I, I don't. Well, first of all, I, I don't know how I've lived without Vivaldi all these years. Uh, you know, I thought I've I've had a pretty complete life, but apparently, I've never heard of Vivaldi, and and I have no idea what I've missed. Um, you know, let, just. Live life, okay? Don't live apps. Live life. That, that's all. Just just live life and, and, and go experience life. And, you know, there, there's, there's that thing, VR, virtual reality. Well, what the hell's wrong with real reality? What's wrong with re- – just live. Live reality. doesn't have to be virtual. You don't need to put goggles on and say, oh, my God, I'm in a medieval castle and there's this knight coming. Get the hell out of here. Go go outside. Go do something. Go read something. Um, you don't need this. I'm sorry. You don't, you know, maybe maybe it's my 72 years of age that are, that are making me say these things. But please. Please, I don't need a car that drives itself. I don't need a car that that while it's driving itself, I could be watching Thursday night football, or I could be on a Zoom meeting, or or I could I could check the Weather Channel. Um, you know, stop. Just car, CarEdge.com slash Deal School. We recently made the decision to make Deal School one hundred percent free. I saw so- that. So please, if you have not enrolled, it is 100% free. CarEdge.com slash deal school. In here, we walk you through how to find your vehicle, how to get ready for going to the dealership, how to negotiate your car deal, how to go through the finance and insurance office, and actually taking delivery. Every single section comes with a quiz as well as downloadable PDF. So for example, who to contact at the dealership? Maybe you're on this section. You get the video, you get the key takeaways, and you can click up here and view the PDF. There is also a chat, so you can see what other community members have said and other questions they've asked during every single section of the deal school. So please, 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 100% free. Uh, we should probably update the logo on here now that I'm looking at that. But that yeah, you probably great. should, yeah. CarEdge.com slash deal school, 100% free. Please go take a peek. Pops, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, you know, I've heard that rumor. Yeah, I, I believe it'll be uh, uh, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. in Anchorage, 6 a.m. in Honolulu. And uh, for those of you in Hong Kong, I have no idea what time we'll be on there. But uh, check your local listing. Check your local <laughs> listing. We'll see you then. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thank you, honey. I, 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 I wish you'd stop doing that nonsense to me so that I end up doing a rant when I... <sighs> You're good. You're good. You're cool. Thank you.